Welcome to the Empathy Cocktail Podcast, the party with little to no boundaries, designed to start a discussion from social topics dealing with serious issues, the bartending do's and don'ts, supporting small businesses and people, and everything else in between. We're providing perspectives and expanding empathy. I'm Elise. And I'm Courtney. I'm Shaken. And I'm Porin. And this is the Empathy Cocktail. You know, I just went back to work full time. Do you want to hear how it's going? Yeah. Uh, I hear that you are back to your bartending gig. Oh, yes. Oh, <laughs> yes. Oh, and boy, do I have stories. The well, amount of stories. Yeah. So I think we're probably going to end up just dedicating this episode entirely to bartending because yep. the, star- the stories just never end. Oh, no. You know, here's here's what I thought. You know, I thought people would be more compassionate after the pandemic. You know, a little bit grateful that you can go out to eat. Yeah. Maybe tipping extra, You know, just a little bit. A buck or two. Like, you know. Leave a five instead of two. Yeah. 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 (laughs) And uh, let me tell you, Elise, that's not happening. That is a... That is so unfortunate. That is a... And, 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 you know, people are still as... uh, Don't mind my language, but shitty. There's no other word for it. Yeah. Um, Stingy doesn't even cover no, it because sting- it's beyond, right? No, no. All right. Listen, let me just give a disclaimer here. I'm very grateful to be back full time. Do not get me wrong. Um, I could not stay cooped up in the house anymore. So trust me when I say I am very relieved to be back at work. There are aspects of my job I really do love. But within these last few weeks, I'm telling you guys, I'm about to give you a full on guide. <clears throat> Of what not to do at a restaurant yeah, and what to do because I feel like I need to give people this lesson. Yeah. And this is the, like I said, the official bartenders, bartending do's and don'ts. Um, You'll see by the end of this episode that being a good bartender is akin to being a good person. Therefore, you know, just hear us out. Um, I think that you're going to learn a lot from this episode. And uh, Courtney, do you want to take it away? Yeah. You know, I'm going to go back to the beginning of time here. Okay. Um, so back in prehistoric. 1990. <laughs> yeah, it was 1995. <laughs> oh, no. But seriously, folks, listen. Um, you know, it, I I started in the service industry way back when I was 14 years old. My mom opened up a salon. Uh, just to give you a little bit of background on me, I've been in the service industry for 10 plus years now. And, you know, I was a receptionist for four. And then I went on to, um, <laughs> I worked in a daycare. So that's, that's Aww, like, it's like being in the service train. industry, you know, servicing <laughs> these youngins. Children. And, um, and then I went on to working my way up in the restaurant, hosting, serving, bartending. Uh, almost, almost became an assistant manager. But that's, that's happy did not another, that. I'm very yeah. happy I didn't do yeah. that. Um, but basically through, through the whole bit of me working from, from hosting to all the way to bartending, it's taught me a lot about people Mm -hmm. and, you know, like patience, right? Like there's so many people, of course, like are impatient. They're, they're not compassionate. Like if, if I'm serving a table and their food comes out wrong, when I rang in the order, right, they're immediately going to attack me first before they're going to attack. Bartenders always get the brunt 
of and service the brunt of the customer's disdain. Oh, whether yeah. it's the food is cold, whether it's the, the the air is cold in the restaurant, it's causing me to sneeze. It's like, what's wrong with you people? It's like, all I do is make drinks, smile, and provide good customer service. And also, you're only here for an hour. Okay, people, about the whole temperature thing. I understand that restaurants can be very, very cold. I get that. But unless you've ever worked at a restaurant, you would understand that um, the comfort of the employees is probably going to go over the, the comfort of customers. I mean, would you rather have me sweating sweating profusely dripping over your into food your drinks. and dripping into your drinks? <laughs> or do you want me looking pleasant? <laughs> I mean, oh, that was painted a nasty picture, but like, yeah, I, I get, I get the complaint of it being too cold, but always bring a jacket. All right. We all know that restaurants just like are something cold. an adult would know. Yeah. And yeah. there's, I, we can't just turn it down for a half an hour for we one just, person. We can't. We, this actually just happened the other night. I was really? like, yeah. So basically, um, the location I work at right now, our, our, uh, air conditioning is hooked up with the hotels. So we can't control the air con. Literally. We have to call the building management and have them turn it down. Mind you, that could easily take a half an hour just to just to get a hold of somebody. Yeah. And and I'm like, I'm and and let me just be frank, guys. Servers and and bartenders, when they say that to a customer, they're really not trying to be jerks. They literally no, they have a, so much not. on their plate. They yeah. have they have other tables they have to you know, attend to. They have to worry about their food coming out on time. They have other side work that they have to be doing at the same time. Like, it's not that they don't care about your comfort. It's the fact that we have to, we are fully dressed in like very hot clothing and us running around and stuff. We needed to be a little extra cooler in case, in case you guys didn't know that. I You know, I, I hope and pray hope and pray that about 80% of you understood what I just said. Yeah. But there's that 20% that are going to go, oh. Yeah. In other words, now that restaurants are open at, what is it, 25% capacity, there, you know, there's indoor dining again, and yeah, temperatures will range from on the cooler side to it's a little hot in here. Would you rather sit outside in the middle of winter or sit inside with your jacket and just keep it chill? All right, just to just to sum that up a little bit. Um, so what's it been like? So you're open at 25% capacity. Um, people are not tipping anymore? What's going on with that? Uh, yeah, people are not tipping anymore. Oh, my um, God. I that think they just think me. it's a given. And I feel like – and I still have some tourists coming in, mm-hmm. surprisingly enough. I had some uh, someone from California the other day. Um, I definitely still have um, people internationally, uh, which is interesting. And the thing is, like, internationally, yeah, like – when it comes to tipping, it's just different. Um, I understand that, whatever. But there's even people in the U.S. coming in and stiffing me, thinking that the gratuities aren't included in the bill. So that's why now... Do you think it's because the people who are going out to eat now are somewhat different from the people who are going out to eat pre-pandemic? Yes, and I also think since a lot of um, a lot of people have left the city, mm-hmm. you know, there's it's just a diff- different demographic that we're getting yeah. now. I mean, now, when I say demographic, I mean... There are people that are coming in who really can't afford you but needed to get out of the house. I mean, I get it. I really, really get it. But, like, guys, I cannot stress this enough. If you are stressed about money, do not go out to eat. Because guess what? Believe it or not, if someone doesn't tip me on a tab, 
I'm paying for you to eat, basically. basically. I get taxed. I get taxed out of that. Like that's wow. end of story. It's it's. I lose money. I lose money by serving you if you don't tip me. Like mm. it's not that I, I I end up even. No, I am losing money. <laughs> yeah, and when we say tip us. Like, if your bill is $20, $1 does not suffice as a good tip. If your bill is $5 even, like, I mean, as a standard, just don't tip anything less than 5 bucks. Like, fine, if you come in for a coffee, I get it, leave a dollar tip. That's fine. You know what I mean? I could live with that. My general rule is 20%, um, and that could be because I have a background in the service industry, but I do think that 20 is a good place to start because it's easy to like work with those numbers, right? Absolutely. If your bill is 16, you know, 2 times 16 is 32. Um, if your bill is 10, you know, 10 times 2 is... Yeah, no, I get it. Is, like, you know what I mean? Yeah. Like $2. Yeah. So you, and Guys, you, math lessons you with don't have to get You don't have to get your calculator out every single time. It's like, I is it know. bad that I still self, I still check myself because I'm so paranoid. Well, if you leave the 20%, <laughs> if you, but the thing is, if you start at 20%, you can always just do two times that number mm-hmm. and then leave like a couple dollars less or more, depending on whatever. I think that's Actually, a valuable, that is a valuable hint. You know what, you know what this guy tried telling me one time? So this guy took me out to this nice steakhouse, right? Oh, oh casual, like. <laughs> casual, whatever. He's like, we're going to go to the upscale steakhouse. I'm like, okay, dude, let's go. So he's, like, ordering everything off the... You know, he is whining and dining there, right? Yeah, yeah. Like, you know, everything's going fine. Yeah. And then the end of the it's bill... he's got a whole he, cow. Okay, mind you. He, at the end of the bill, shows me the bill. I'm like, okay, you can show me the bill all you want. It's and then disgusting. he goes, so this is how I tip. And and he's like, and he's like, all you got to do is just look at the last two. Like, so if it's $260, i am tipping you 60 bucks, Or something like that. Like, I remember what? him doing it like that, and I just was like... I just looked at him. I'm like, oh, you're so great. Thank you so much for the food. Well, of course I have to. But at the end, I'm that like, That is the funniest. Sir, Because there's, I like, don't no correlation that. to a percentage of, No. Like- he just was like, <laughs> I was like, what is this if guy trying to prove to me? I'm, I'm leaving, like, two zeros. Yeah. Like, I was like, I don't, sir? I'm like, sir, that is, <laughs> sir. What? I was like. You hit him with the sir, you know, period. Yeah, no, sir, period, <laughs> drinks wine, but then realizes that I'm being wined and dined, so I have to fake it, and then and then at the end of the day, I can go, WTF. <laughs> oh, God. Anyways, so sorry. That was a sidetrack story about tipping. But anyways, yeah, yeah, guys, long story short, you know, I've been in the hospitality business for a very, very long time. Um, I think the difference now is that people, I, I think people want to get out. I think people want to be in restaurants. I know I am. I love being at restaurants. I love that social aspect. But guys, like, you got to tip. I mean, the servers are doing what they can. And just to give you guys a heads up, a lot of restaurants had to cut a lot of their support staff. So for me, I am I have stairs in my building. If I have to get food from the kitchen, it's upstairs. And if I'm serving downstairs, like, I'm going down the stairs. And, like, it takes time. Right. And I think people don't realize that. I'm doing everything. If they're seeing a server and a manager, literally, mm-hmm. I'm doing everything. I'm making my own drinks. I'm carrying my own food. I'm busting my own tables. And yeah, it's great because I'm getting all that money good, and I'm not tip sharing. You're a good bartender, right? I think that being a good bartender automatically warrants like a good tip. Right. So back in the days, I guess people would tip for service. And if the service was bad, you leave a bad tip. But I think now things are a little bit different. Um, I think that people who are going out of their way to work in a pandemic right now. Yes, I get it. People have to put food on the table. But like 
you're seriously like risking your life every single day in like a very real way, real way now. Um, and you know, I've been at your bar before. I would consider you a very, very good bartender. Um, thanks Elise. You're welcome. That's so Uh, sweet of you. Yeah, you try. (laughs) Guys, you heard it here first. I'm really good at what I do. She is. And, (laughs) but I have a question. So what about someone who's like a bad bartender? What about like staff that's pretty bad that has an attitude? Because just the other day I actually went out to eat with two of my friends and, um, the server, just she kept forgetting things like she forgot that I ordered I um, uh, uh, crab fried rice. Instead, she brought me chicken fried rice, and I'm kind of like, you know, when you're just in the mood for something like yeah. seafood, it's like. And did, just did you send it back? No, I didn't send it back. Like because like I could eat the chicken fried rice. It wasn't like something unbearable, intolerable. So I ate the rice, but then she also forgot another thing and another thing. Oh. So by the time the bill came, my friends were, it was two other people. They were just like, yeah, tip wise, nah. And I was like, guys, we can't not leave anything because this is a, this is a restaurant that I frequent and it's super close to my house. So it's like, I've never experienced service like that before there. Mm -hmm. Um, And they were just like, you were not tipping that much. So I don't know. What do you, what are your thoughts on that? My thoughts are like, you know, I've been out with my parents to eat, too, and we've run into this dilemma, too. Mm-hmm. If the waiters had a bad attitude, the bartenders had a bad attitude. Now, yeah. mind you, bad attitude for me, if they've been rude to me when I have not been rude to them, and mm-hmm. I know when I'm being rude and when I'm not. I know. I'm not dumb. I'm very self-aware. And when some, when a bartender or server snaps an attitude with me right away because they're defensive, mm-hmm. oh, that automatically comes out of their tip. I don't care. I don't care if you even mess up my food. I feel that. I don't even care. I, I, feel I that. I'm like, if I'm not being rude to you and I'm asking a simple question, mind you, that's happened to me maybe once or twice in my life. That's not happened to me very often. Mm-hmm. Now, when someone keeps messing things up for me and they and they know they, they messed up, I would probably give them like an 18% tip. I wouldn't give them the full 20, but I'd at least leave Same. something. It's still, it's still, you can live off of it. Plus right. it's, it's your, it's better than getting stiffed. I'm not, but yeah. below 15% guys, I don't know, man. Yeah, I, I can never I go that to, low. I 100% agree with that. Below 15 is just absolutely Don't insane. leave me anything at that point. Like there's no yeah, point. There's no yeah. Point. I, I 100% agree with that. And that's, ex- that's what I said to my friends. I'm like, I get it. Service is bad, but like we have to leave at least the bill was like one something. Mm-hmm. Right. So it's like, we have to leave at least you know twenty dollars yeah um so so that's that and I remember just like from bartending and like making a couple of mistakes I've there have been days where I will literally make a mistake back to back oh yeah I've done that and when that that happens I'm just so overly apologetic me too and I just I think killing them with kindness is like one of the best things that you can do like I'm so so sorry blah, blah 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 and usually like my tip is not affected when I yeah, do that, yeah. when I kill him with kindness, um, the rare occasion that it would be affected, it's like not that big of a deal. Yeah, like, it's like okay. if I if I know I messed it's up like, okay. and I made somebody upset, like I've never I've never made someone so upset to where you know to where um, it affects my tip that badly, and then yeah. they're really mad. But like I will say, guys, as like a general note, everything mm-hmm. is different now that the pandemic's here, and it's in you know is kind Especially of at this stage. For now. Um, so you have to take into consideration, you know, people are losing their jobs, right? In every other, in every other industry, people are losing their jobs. People are being furloughed left and right. It doesn't, it applies to restaurants a thousand percent. There's no support staff. 
literally the server managers are doing everything. Seeing what my managers go through on a daily basis is absolutely insane. So guys, mm. please be patient. Please be kind. Just just enjoy being back into a restaurant setting because honestly, the amount of people that come in and get mad at me because of policies that are put in place, not only by our restaurant, but by the state, it's out of our control. We can't do anything about that. And um, Oh, another thing I want to say is um, for the bartenders out there, just listen, Breathe. I get it. It's hard. I don't know exactly what it is right now because I do not have a bartending job at the moment. I'm still on that good old uh, unemployment. Yes. <laughs> and yes. Uh, yes. <laughs> um, <laughs> I but, can't but I promise you every single time, just keep smiling. You know, just keep, you know, keep your energy positive. Um, if it gets to a point, though, where your job is like, not taking that stuff into consideration, like your good um, personality and your positivity, it might be time to leave that job. You know what I mean? Like if the customers that come there are just totally disrespectful, not tipping, it might just be time to like leave that particular job. But as long as you come in to work every single day and you do your best, um, I have a feeling that you're going to reap the, the benefits of that. But and also, if I can tag along, mm-hmm. do something for yourself every single day that you love. I actually just got back into my puzzles, yes, and it makes that. me it makes me really happy. Um, it's a way for me to declutter my mind, and also I've been really pushing back into my workouts full time because I've been I've been back full time, so like I've been exhausted because mind you, I've not been working full time for in six months, mm-hmm. so like it, yeah. having the, building that stamina back up is important. So just rest up, guys. Take care of yourself. I just had my first myotherapy appointment, and it felt so good on my body. Mm-hmm. Just do those things for yourself if you're back there, and um, just make sure you're doing it for you, and try to leave the customer's crap at the door. Yes. It's hard, but I'm, I'm now slowly starting to get there. So, guys, we'll, we'll get through it. Um, we're going to – look, we're going to get through it together. And if you're like me and you used to be a bartender and – um, I don't have a new job, but if you have a new job that's not not bartending or if you got more into your craft or your art, listen, you can use a lot of those skills that we learned from bartending and oh, service yeah. industry mm-hmm. and put that into your craft and what you do right now. You know, Courtney and I were just talking about like interpersonal skills that we got from bartending, just oh, dealing yeah. with different personalities. Um, Reading people to body language, that's pretty, pretty important. Right. I never thought I would ever have to. And you know, and honestly... I think dealing with difficult people, it's it's um, it's trained me to deal with difficult managers, um, and being the best employee I can men. be, and yeah, <laughs> and difficult. I mean, everyone, I, everyone, and honestly, I can't sp- sp- say it enough. It has changed my life for the better. It stresses me out sometimes, but I will say. I don't think I'd be the person I am today if I was not a bartender, period. Yeah. If anybody has never been worked in the service industry, just here's my it. piece of advice. Just do it. Work there for six months. For a little bit. Just do it for six months. I, I'm telling you, you will know how to deal with people better. You will be better at your job. You will be better. You you just see things from a different lens. So I encourage you. And also, if you guys have any questions, obviously, contact us. We want to hear from you. Or yes. other piece of advice that we can that we can take and that other our listeners can take we would love that because it's like we've stressed in the beginning this is a community just send it to us and um if you don't have the time to like work in a bar for six months host a party 
Okay, a host a party. With some people you don't know either. Uh, you know, be responsible for serving everyone, drinks, food, whatever. But like literally, you do it all by yourself and then come talk to us. Please. I want to hear all about this this party. And trust me, we have a lot more to say about bartending service industry, but we just wanted to give you an episode that was completely saturated. And unfiltered. <laughs> with, and unfiltered with what's going on right now, just, you know, life as a bartender, life after bartending, and all of the skills and the good and the bad and everything that comes with the job. All right, for this week's highlight, I would like to highlight all restaurant managers during this time. Um, not only was their salary cut, but their hours increased dramatically. No support staff. They are literally doing everything. And I just want to give a shout out to all managers that are fighting the good fight and some that went on and moved on to other jobs or other restaurants just know that here at the empathy cocktail we appreciate you and everything that you do so thank you and keep safe until next time you can find us at the empathy cocktail at gmail.com and on facebook at the empathy cocktail podcast and please subscribe so you know when we have new episodes coming up bye (laughs) 